When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Today in Sports Betting for Thursday, April 7th, 2022. I'm your host, Doug Reed, and welcome to Opening Day in Major League Baseball. As always, this is Sports Ethos Twitter presentation, sorry, presentation, and you can find me on Twitter at Doug underscore Reed 34. Always happy to get comments, thoughts, questions you have. And if you don't mind going to your podcast provider, whether that be um, Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, Spotify, Please go and rate and review the show. Five-star rating would greatly be appreciated. Helps improve the coverage and get more listeners, which definitely helps to try and grow this. Before we get going, I do want to mention uh, a couple Twitter accounts that we have here at Sports Ethos. One, if you're a basketball fan, especially as we go into the playoffs for um, basketball and wagering, is Ethos Basketball, pardon me, Ethos Fantasy BK, BK for Basketball. It is the single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed out there. You get all the NBA news in one quick, handy Twitter feed. It's easier and faster than the competition, provides more analysis, too. Again, that's Ethos Fantasy BK. Great for wagering. We give the lineups. We give starting lineups, who's in, who's out. Obviously, uh, for fantasy basketball, which is wrapping up, if not already, then this week it helps. But I think it's good for uh, those in wagering as well. We also have a new Twitter account for baseball, Ethos Fantasy BB. And the same thing, it is directed more at fantasy, maybe some DFS, but you're going to get who's in, who's out, lineup movements, uh, and commentary on that throughout the day as well. So a couple great fantasy uh, Twitter accounts here from Sports Ethos. And before I get started, I do want to talk about our partners at Thrive Fantasy. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. That's T-H-R-I-V-E. Use the code ETHOS when you sign up to get a 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit for up to $100, plus either two or four free game tickets. Pick player props on the biggest names every night. Score points when your props hit. And the players with the most points win a share of the nightly prize at the end of the evening. If you need info on props, check out our Sports Ethos DFS team or our podcast that uh, the DFS group does as well for advice on props and daily fantasy. Again, check out thrivefantasy.com, and when you sign up, use the code ETHOS, E-T-H-O-S. So before I hit the boards and opening day in Major League Baseball, quick recap of yesterday. Uh, I went 1-0 in the NBA. I had the Boston at Chicago under and at under 224 and went well under, so I won that one. And I did have a same-game parlay in the Calgary-Anaheim game, but it ended up right on six, so that one got voided. So all in all, 1-0, plus one. I do have to mention, yesterday I forgot, had a terrible day, and forgot to mention that I was, on Tuesday, pardon me, I was 2-6, and 1-2 and two in the NBA, minus 1.2, and 1-4 and four in the NHL, minus 2.8. So I was 2-6, and six, minus 4 overall. So after a really good week last week, slowly digging out, uh, started a good Monday. Uh, Tuesday wasn't so good, and Wednesday was all right. And we're back at it for Thursday. 
Let's jump to the NBA board. There are seven games. Again, the silly season continues, so not a whole lot of interest to me, but there is one game that I will talk about. Uh, we start with Orlando traveling to Charlotte. The Hornets are 14-point favorites. 230.5 is the total. Not on this game at all. I would actually probably lean Orlando, but when I look at the um, when I look at the injury report, obviously Gordon Hayward's still out for Charlotte. You have for Orlando, Wendell Carter Jr. is out. Gary Harris questionable. Franz Wagner is out. I would still lean Orlando. That's just a lot of points to lay. The next game I am on, Boston travels to Milwaukee. The Bucks are seven and a half point favorites. Total 227.5. I'm actually on Boston. These teams have played three times this year. Uh, twice at Boston, once at Milwaukee. Boston won the first one at home, 122-113 in overtime. Giannis didn't play. Then they won 117-103. Then on Christmas Day at Milwaukee, they lost 117-113. So they played three times this year. Uh, in the last nine games that these teams have played, Boston is four and, four and five. So they've won four of the nine games. But against the spread, they're eight and one. And in the last six straight, they have covered the spread. Um, they, they clearly... Clearly know how to defend, clearly know how to score against the Bucks, and are playing fantastic since January. So I think Milwaukee might be the better team at home. I could see Boston pulling out this road win, to be honest with you. So laying seven half, I just don't get it. The injury report is not yet in. So obviously, if any of their uh, big guys are out, then there's uh, an issue there. But uh, from what I've heard, there should be no major injuries. And then we have um, Grayson Allen, doubtful, and Giannis is probable. So, you know... Judging by that line, Giannis is definitely expected to play. So I'm going to be on the Celtics at plus seven and a half. The next game that I did look at for a while but decided to fade is Philly comes to Toronto. And Philly is favored by one and a half, total 220. I actually looked at the Raptors here. They've been playing really well. And Philly has been hot and cold, a little more cold on the road. So I would lean Toronto. Um, but for right now, I'm going to stay away. I'm going to wait maybe a little closer to game time. The Raps have OG Ananobi is out. Other than that, everybody's healthy. And 76ers, everybody is healthy, uh, except Bible. He is out. So the next game of the night, we see Portland travel to New Orleans. Another huge spread. The Pels find themselves 15.5-point favorites, total 222.5. On the injury report for New Orleans, Valanchunas is back, which is good. Brandon Ingram is doubtful. For Portland, we have the usual cast of characters. Everybody's out. Bledsoe, Hart, Ingles, Lillard. Nazir Little, Nurkic, all out. Most of them probably out for the rest of the year. So this is a stay away from me. New Orleans wins. I think wins easy. 10, 12 points maybe. They, they could win by 20, but too much for me to lay. Next game of the night, see San Antonio travel to Minnesota. The Spurs are 7.5-point underdogs, so you can get Minnesota minus 7.5. And a total of 240 on the injury list for Minnesota. Malik Beasley is probable. Pat Beverly is questionable, as is Jalen McDaniels. And for the Spurs, we have Romeo Langford's probably back. Doug McDermott's out. Jonte Murray is out. And Devin Vassell is probable. So I would – this is a tough call. Uh, My model's got Minnesota about five and a half. I would probably lean Minnesota. They've been playing well. I would uh, – just a few too many points for me. That's why I'd stay away. If this were closer to five, five and a half, I'd be on Minnesota. But I'd lean Minnesota, but not going to touch it. Second last game of the night season, Memphis traveled to Denver. And Denver is favored by five and a half. Total 232 and a half. Denver has 
pretty much everybody, other than obviously Jamal Murray, he's out, but Jeff Green is questionable. And the Grizz have Dylan Brooks questionable, and John Morant is still out. So I think that's obviously why the number is this big with Jaw there. It's still probably a Denver two, two and a half point game. I would lean on Denver, but I don't like this game. Um, Memphis has been playing well. I know they lost recently on the road in this road trip, but um, don't really want to touch this game. I'd lean Denver, but not going to touch it. And then the last game sees the Lakers travel to Golden State, which would have, been, would have been thought to be a marquee game earlier in the year, but not so much now. For obvious reasons, Golden State's 12.5 point favorites, total 221.5. And, and we've got the big two. Anthony Davis and LeBron James, both questionable. I'm going to bet neither of them play. And Westbrook is questionable. For Golden State, we've got Steph Curry out as well. So none of the big, the biggest of the big name stars will probably be playing here. And if anything, I would lean, uh, um, I don't know where I would lean actually on this game. I was going to say Golden State, but 12 and a half points without Steph there is a lot. Although Draymond's playing, Clay Thompson's playing. Uh, they probably should be able to roll and roll fairly easily. So stay away from me. Again, only one game, seven on the hardwood, only one game, which is the Celtics at plus seven. So I would regularly roll into the NHL right now, but we're going to jump to Major League Baseball. Opening day. Cannot wait. Very exciting time of the year. I went over some of my win totals for yesterday, but I've got nine plays. So I'm going to quickly touch on those. And then I'm going to hit the board. There's seven games today, a couple cancellations, which is unfortunate. But welcome to the weather in the Northeast this time of the year. So for my win totals, uh, the games, that, the ones that finally did pull the, the plug on or uh, put a ticket on was Baltimore under 61 and a half. Um, I just don't, I just don't think Baltimore gets to anywhere where they need to be this year. Uh, I've got the White Sox in the in the Central, winning the Central, but going over 91 and a half. They had 93 last year. I think they're just as good, if not better. I'm not really buying the other teams getting any better in their division, so I'm taking the White Sox over 91 and a half. Detroit 78 and a half. They won 77 last year. I'm going under. I'm not buying their um, huge ride this year. Their improvement this year. Their pitching is still, I think, very questionable. In the AL West, I've got Texas, 74 and a half. They won 60 last year, so that's a huge jump. I'm going under there. Yes, their offense has improved, but still not great, and their pitching is not very good either. Philly, I've got in the NL East, their total is 84 and a half. I've got them going over that. They won 82 last year, improved def- uh, per- improved offense. Still have terrible defense, but improved offense and very good pitching. In the Central, I've got Milwaukee uh, winning again the Central. They won 95 games last year. They're at 88 and a half this year. I've got them going over that. Also in the Central, I've got Cincinnati. They won 83 last year. They're down to 74 and a half. I've got them under that. I think they're going to really struggle and potentially sell off some more assets. Pittsburgh won 61 last year. They're up to 65 and a half. I'm not sure why. I think them and Baltimore are by far the two worst teams in baseball. And I'm going to go under their 65 and a half. The Dodgers in the West won 106 last year, and they dropped nine and a half games down to 96 and a half, and I'm not sure why. I'm going to go over the 96 and a half with the Dodgers, and that is it for a quick recap of my run totals, which I talked about yesterday, but I decided to pull the trigger on all those games or all those totals. On the field today, opening day, lots of games, lots of action. Uh, we start with Milwaukee traveling to Chicago. Milwaukee, you can get from one, mi- one minus 190, and you get the Cubs at plus 160. I'm actually on the Cubs at 160. Start of the year, I like to take long um, money line 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply numbers with uh, in, in baseball because I think what people don't realize is even the worst team in baseball is going to win a third of their games you know the bat and the best only win two-thirds so that's basically a, a you know if you're if you're a little over 600 you're around 100 win mark that's the elite of the league so again you know there's only one team no teams right now are expected to even win 100 games judging by the numbers that I just that I just read for the win totals so I don't think um, sorry so I do think that most teams especially at the start of the year, get undervalued. You've got Corbin Burns going for Milwaukee, great pitcher, Cy Young Award winner, and um, expected to do great things, but he's not going to win every game. And at a minus 185, there's no way I can back uh, the Cubs. you got Liam uh, – pardon me, the Bruce. you got Liam Hendricks going for the Cubs at a plus 160. He's a good pitcher. He's better at home. He had a bad year last year. Uh, I think he bounces back, maybe not to what he was in the past. But, again, the Cubs are going to win – uh, you know, right now they're, they're slated to win 74, 75 ish games. So they're going to win more than a third. They're going to win 40 odd percent of their games, 45 percent of their games. I think catching a plus 160 money line is a fair bit of value. Is Milwaukee the better team? Yes. Does Milwaukee probably win if I had to take a straight up money line bet? Yes. But at plus 155, I think there's a fair bit of value in the Cubs. And that's what I tend to do, especially early in the year as teams start to figure themselves out. Starting pitches don't go deep. Uh, hitters usually have a bit of an advantage, but you get cold and crappy weather in the north and northeast. So uh, games don't tend to flow as most people think they will, like in July, August, September, when you have a better understanding of who the teams are, how they stand, how good their pitches really are. So I'm on the Cubs, plus 155 in the money line. The next game we see the Cleveland Guardians travel to Kansas City. You've got Shane Bieber starting for the Guardians, and you've got Zach Greinke for the Royals. The Guardians are minus 125 in the money line. And you can get the Royals plus 105. The total here is 7.5. Sorry, the total in the Brewers-Cubs game is 8.5. I stayed away from that. The total in the Guardians-Royals game is 7.5. And, and I would lean uh, Kansas City here just because they're at home getting the plus money, but I'm not on this game. And I would lean the over 7.5. I'm not sure Bieber is who he was in the past. There's a lot of questions about him this spring. And Grinky is definitely not who he was in the past, but he does have the ability to throw up some very good games. And coming back to where he started in Kansas City, I don't necessarily buy that narrative that it's going to be a great opening day for him and any of that. But I just think 7.5 is a little light on the line. So I'd go over, but I'm not on that. Next game of the day I am on. The Pirates travel to St. Louis to play the Cardinals. You have JT Brubaker starting for the Pirates. You can get them at plus 155 in the money line. And Adam Wainwright starts for the Cardinals. You can get them at minus 175, total 7.5. And I took the Pirates here at plus 155. They've got six lefties. Well, I think it's four lefties and two switch hitters in their lineup going against Wainwright, uh, who's a righty. The cards on the other, other side of it have seven righties and two switch hitters going against right-hander Brubaker. So is there an angle there to be to, to fair Brubaker? I'm not really sure. Wainwright's a better pitcher. He had a great year, great comeback year. Not comeback, but he, he had a good resurgence, let's call it, last year. And Brubaker's still trying to establish himself, I think, as a solid major league pitcher. However, like I said, with those lineup splits, uh, I think potentially does favor Brubaker analytic-wise just with those splits. 
and catching plus 155 on the money line in a cool St. Louis day. Who knows what happens uh, if this game were played in August, September. I would obviously, I would think the cards would probably be plus, minus 200 or more. So happy, sorry, would probably be less than that. But I'm happy to take the Pirates at plus 155. I just think there's value there uh, on their opening day. Next game, we see the Mets travel to Washington to play the Nationals. Tyler McGill starts for the Mets. You can get them at minus 120. Patrick Corbin goes for the Nationals. You can get them at an even plus 100, total 9.5. Neither of these pitches are great. Corbin was very weak last year, hence a 9.5 total. I would, I'm not touching this game. If I had to lean, I would lean with the plus money of Corbin, although I don't really ever like backing him. That's why I'm not on this game. Nine and a half is a lot of runs. Washington's not going to be really warm today, so I'm staying away from this, but I would probably lean to the over nine and a half. That's at plus 100. The next game is Cincinnati and the Reds traveling. Sorry, it's in Atlanta, but the Reds traveling to Atlanta. Uh, for Cincinnati, you get Tyler Malley starting at plus 155. And Max Fried goes for the Braves at minus 175, total 8.5 on this game. I'm actually on Cincinnati, and I think you can see the trend here. I'm going with the long money line plays to start today and probably to start the season. Uh, Cincinnati's plus 155. They've sold off. They got rid of uh, Castellanos and Winker and obviously don't have the defense they used to. They're, they're, pardon me, they don't have the offense they used to. They don't have a great bullpen. And while Tyler Malley had a good year last year, uh, I don't think he's as good as Max Freed. So straight up, Atlanta's a better team, better pitching, better offense. However, at plus 155 on opening day, uh, I'm happy to bank maybe maybe a little bit of a hangover all these months later after the World Series. I'm happy to bank uh, the 155 on the Reds. Next game of the night, second last one, is the Houston Astros travel to L.A. to play the Angels. Framber Valdez gets a start, and you can get the Astros an even plus 100, which you rarely get to hear me say, the Astros getting plus money. And the Angels go with Shohei Hotani at minus 120, total 8.5 here. Obviously, the Angels are getting a huge bump with Hotani on the mound at home, minus 120. This is purely, I'm on this game and I'm on Houston plus 100. This is purely me taking a plus money when I get the Astros. I will be on almost every plus money I can get with the Astros, unless they're having a bullpen day and they've got a bunch of guys hurt later in the year. Uh, I just think straight up their offense, even going against Otani, is much stronger than the Angels. I know the Angels have improved. They got Mike Trout back. He's healthy. Um, their top four or five are solid. After that, they're not very solid, I don't think. And I question their bullpen. So Otani's not going to go nine. And um, Valdez is a very good pitcher. Not Otani's level, but I think he can keep the game close. I would actually lean the under of eight and a half here. It's plus 100. I think this could be a good pitcher's duel start of the season. Um, but again, I'm on the plus money of the Astros, plus 100. Last game of the night sees the Padres travel to Arizona. The Padres start you Darvish, and they are minus 140 in the money line. The Diamondbacks counter with Madison Bumgarner, who are plus 120 on the money line. Total here is eight and a half, and I took Arizona at plus 120. They're home. Bumgarner has shown he's got something left in the tank. Who knows if he lasts the entire year, but he had a decent spring and a few good outings last year. And Darvish, I think, is still a very good pitcher. Maybe not the elite pitcher that he was, but he's a strikeout machine. I might look at a strikeout prop in this game later. But, again, I'm on the home team. Catching plus money, opening day. Well, not even that it's opening day. Just early in the year, I don't know who's going to show up between Baumgartner and Darvish. The good one, the good version of themselves or the bad version of themselves. 
and catching plus money at the Diamondbacks. I wish we were a little higher. I thought it would be a little bit more. However, happy to take the plus 120. And the 8.5 line, I'm not going to touch uh, Darvish and Baumgartner. If they're both on, they can shut either either offense and the other team down. Conversely, they can both give up a lot of home runs, especially Darvish. So uh, Arizona probably doesn't have the offense to knock Darvish around. So I'm hoping for a low-scoring win on their part, but I'm not going to touch the total. Um, so... I'm on Chicago plus 160, the Pirates plus 155, the Reds plus 156, the Astros plus 102, and Arizona plus 120 for my first five plays of the season. May throw in a few props into our wager pass, but we will check on that a little later. And before I hit the ice, I'm going to take a quick break, and we'll come back with some quick rundown of hockey board. As we hit the ice, apparently the NHL did not get the memo that opening day is today. Obviously, they had no idea. They had their own COVID shutdown during the year, and with labor negotiations delaying the start, they had no idea when it was going to start. But there are 11 games on the ice going against opening day tonight. So we start in New Jersey, where the Devils host the Montreal Canadiens. You can get the Habs at plus 135 in the money line. You can get the Devils minus 155. Total here is 6.5. I'm actually on this game in the same game parlay. I'm going to take Jersey. Minus 155, and I'm going to take the over six and a half goals for a total payout of 186. Uh, I like Jersey. Habs are playing a little better. The young guys are playing well. So I could see a few goals on both teams. Neither's playing great defensively, uh, but I like the Devils at home. Next game has Nashville come fresh off their big win at home against Minnesota, traveling to Ottawa. You can get the Predators minus 170 in the money line. You can get the Sens plus 150. Total here is six. I lean to the, to the Predators, but at minus 170, I can't play this game. And I think Nashville could win and win easy. So don't really know the number here. I'm not going to um, play the over-under. Next game has Philly traveling to Columbus. You get the Flyers at plus 110 in the money line, Columbus minus 130. Total is 6.5. These two teams played on Tuesday. Columbus won 4-2. They were a – it was at Philly. I think they were a plus 120. I played that money line and won. So I'm going to stick with Columbus to win this. Columbus is just a better team. They're game over 500. Um haven't had a great year, but haven't really struggled uh, terribly. And now they're at home versus the Flyers who are having an atrocious year. So uh, I'm on Columbus, minus 130, uh, just as straight playing the money line. Next game, see the Penguins travel to the Rangers. And it was basically a coin flip. You can get either team at minus 110 on the money line. Total five and a half goals here. I think the way these guys are playing, I would lean to the over of five and a half. Uh, Sturkin in net for the Rangers has struggled his last few games. I'm Fully confident he'll turn it around. But all he needs to do is give up two or three goals because the Pens can definitely score. And the Rangers' offense has been pretty solid as well. They do the same, and we're at six. So I would look to the over. It's uh, over five and a half, minus 125, but I'm not on this game. Next game sees the Sabres traveling to Carolina to play the Hurricanes. These guys also met a couple nights ago with uh, Buffalo pulling out the, uh, the win at home. So you get the Sabres plus 290 on the money line. The Canes minus 370. I was looking to do this as the same game parlay. Total over six. I'm just not sure uh, about the goal total. I see Carolina being able to shut Buffalo down. Buffalo's been playing great. You've got to give the Sabres credit. They haven't given up on their season. Uh, in their last 10 or 12 games, they've pulled out some big wins. So they scare me a little. But on the road here at Carolina, I think Carolina gets the easy win after a wake-up call. The next game, you get the Seattle Kraken traveling to play the Blackhawks. You can get the expansion Kraken at plus 130 in the money line. The Blackhawks minus 150, total six and a half. I would 
I'm not touching this game. I just can't take the Blackhawks this season at home minus 150. There's no way. If anything, the value is in a crack and a plus 130. But I'm not really looking to, after they've made a few trades at the trade deadline, they kind of scare me as well. Toronto Maple Leafs travel to Dallas to play the Dallas Stars. These guys met a few weeks ago in Toronto with the Leafs winning 4 nothing. Uh, you can get the Leafs minus 155 in the money line. You get the Stars plus 135, total 6.5. Now, Dallas plays much better at home, much better defensively at home. So at first blush, you would think, look to the over because the, 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 the Leafs have just been filling the net. Um, but I think the value is probably on the under, 6.5 plus 100. He, so you're getting even money. Keep the game under. And this is a tough one for me because at least just been playing so well. Uh, I would lean Dallas plus 135, though. They played way better at home in a tight, low-scoring game. Least goaltending troubles continue. So a bad goal here or there, and that could be the difference. Then we get the third last game of the night. We get the Canucks traveling to Arizona to play the awful Arizona Coyotes. The Canucks are minus 175 on the road in the money line. The Coyotes are plus 155 at home. Total six goals here. I'd be on the Canucks. And I just can't touch uh, parlay here because I'm not sure of the goal total. I would probably lean to the over as Arizona's been woeful lately, but I'm uh, not touching the six goal total. Calgary travels to San Jose in the second last game of the night. The Flames are minus 200 in the money line. Sharks plus 170. Total here is six and a half. I'd actually lean towards the Sharks. Calgary's a better team. Calgary's looking to be one of the best in the West and make a run all the way to the cup, frankly. I don't think that's going to happen, but they definitely have some high aspirations this year. But San Jose San is at home catching plus 170. I think there's value in that line. Last game of the night sees the very high-flying Edmonton Oilers on the road in L.A. to play the Kings. You can get the Oilers minus 130 in the money line. The Kings plus 110. Total is 6.5 here. Uh, if I had to lean anything, I would lean the Oilers, and I would lean the over. They've just been scoring in buckets. They've been scoring, I think, close to 4.5 goals a game for their last 10, 12 games. So... If they put up four, yeah, the Kings have to put up three. That's a bit of a challenge. That's why I'm not on that line. The Kings have played well defensively, but they've just been hit so hard by injuries throughout the year. You never know if they're going to be able to uh, keep up with the Oilers and pot a few goals. So I would look to the Oilers minus 130 and the over six and a half. So I'm really only on the two games uh, on the ice, the money line, or the same game parlay, Montreal at Jersey. I'm taking Jersey minus 155 and the over six and a half. And then I'm taking Columbus on the money line, minus 130 at home against Philly. So a little hardwood, a little on ice, and a lot of baseball. Hope you enjoyed the show. Hope you enjoy opening day. And there'll be more opening day tomorrow to cover on the show. Can't wait to sit down and watch some ball tonight. Good luck to any bets you have on the board. And hope you guys have a great night. Catch you tomorrow.